0: Welcome to the Sparked Podcast, a place to keep your spark bright. Here I've brought together my most powerful tips from the last decade plus partnering with small businesses on all things leadership, mindset, people and culture. Here My Approach combines intuitive psychology, strategy, neuroscience and results-based coaching to unlock your highest potential. Step into your power and truly own your role as a leader so that you can spread the positive impacts of your purpose-led work everywhere. My name is Emma Campbell, I'm a mindset and performance coach for purpose-led leaders. I'm a mama to two cheeky little munchkins, I'm a wine appreciator, nature obsessed, stubbornly optimistic child at heart and I'm here to inspire belief in what's possible for you because it is all so possible. I hope that this podcast leaves you feeling lighter, more inspired and more ready than ever to go out there and take actions on your big dreams and vision. I can't wait to dig in. See you in the podcast. Oh, hey, hey, beautiful humans. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I literally get so excited about recording podcasts that I go on like, overdrive speed mode when i'm preparing for these podcasts because i'm just like oh my god i can't wait to get this information out i can't wait to share it with everyone (laughs) and like even just before when i was connecting up my microphone you like honestly you could not see a faster moving human that was like more determined and more focused to get this stuff out there because um recording podcasts and researching content for them and like prepping for them is probably my most favorite thing that I could possibly do in my business. And, you know, apart from coaching clients, I also really love that, but I've got a real passion for researching and finding answers and I don't know, just finding the answers to problems or to, to, to challenges and bringing that information together and and sharing that with others. I've just, I love it so much and I could probably do it almost all day, every day. And I actually got asked in a, um, a Modern Leaders that's run by modern people and like an online leadership course. The question was, um, you know, what's the one thing that you always have energy for No matter how tired or burnt out you are. And I was thinking that this is it. This is the one thing that, even if I'm like feeling buggered and exhausted, I can always, like, if someone asks me a question, like a client or whatever. I can always find the energy to have a Google online or to direct them to a resource that I've already created, whether it's like a podcast or something that's on my spark leadership portal. Um, it's just something that I love so much. And I would actually invite you to reflect on that question is like, what's the one thing that you can always find the energy for, no matter how tired you are? Because that's a really good hint, um, a really good sign as to what your your passion, and um, probably something that really supports your purpose in life. Uh, And yeah, podcasts are it. So hello. (laughs) So lovely to be here. Today we're talking about boundaries, self-work, sorry, (laughs) boundaries, self-worth, and burnout in both life and work. Because everything touches everything, right? Like, I'm a really big believer in finding harmony and integration between your work and your life rather than necessarily it having to be this like perfect um, balance between the two. And this whole topic of boundaries has been something that has been on my mind for a long time. And then I had a beautiful client ask me a question about boundaries in my own sort of work-life balance and had another client who was talking about boundaries and it's an area that you hear a lot about. But I don't know about you, but I was it took me a little while to kind of like really understand like what is a boundary? Like have have I already got good boundaries in place? Do I need boundaries? How do I know if I need them? Um am I setting them correctly? What's the importance of them? And in true Emma form, I decided to do a shitload of research on it, (laughs) talking to my own personal coach, um, doing some research online, listening to podcasts, reading a couple of books. And um, I feel like I'm getting to the heart of it. I hope that I have. And that's what I'm going to share with you guys today. Um, And I guess like what the key that I have learned about what a boundary is 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 essentially, it's just like a little rule, a little line in the sand that you draw about what's okay and what's not okay. Like what you accept and what you don't accept, what you need in balance with what someone else needs. And Tom Billiou from Impact Theory, which is a great podcast, um, he calls boundaries, bright lines which are essentially what he calls like non-negotiables around what's important to you and what you need. And you know, ultimately boundaries are going to be different for every person, right? Because they they are about what you and what you personally need based on who you are, based on how you feel, based on your lifestyle. So there's no one right or wrong boundary. Um, But sometimes hearing examples of other people's boundaries can help because you can sort of feel into whether you think that would be helpful or supportive for you or not. Um, And I think at the heart of it, and I'll share some examples with you in a second, you know, boundaries, like a really good boundary is about honouring your own needs in balance with someone else's needs because... It can, it can never just be about your own needs being met in life, and it should never be about only only honouring someone else's needs. And if we play in only either of those spaces, that's when we start to get into trouble. If so, if we're only looking after our own needs and not not thinking about anyone else, that can be a little bit challenging, and if we're only thinking about other needs and not about our own, then that's when we can get into, into trouble as well. You know, say, for example, at work, if you're only ever focusing on, you know, looking after your team's needs um, and keeping them happy and making sure they're okay, um, but then not also looking after yourself and your own self-care, you know, that's when you're going to burn out. And if you're burnt out, you can't look after your team well anyway. So it's kind of like a lose-lose, right? Because if you burn yourself out, if you're not well, if you're not healthy, if you're not looking after yourself, you're not going to be in a very good position to actually support your team anyway. So if you can't show up to work because you're sick and burnt out, you're team won't have you there. And so they're going to suffer as well. So it's a real win-win to set boundaries that include you taking care of yourself as well as taking after your team. The balancing of needs could look like setting a boundary for yourself that ensures, you know, both your own self-care needs are met as well as the needs of the team. And that could look like establishing a non-negotiable rule, which I'm gonna take you through an example in a second around this. But first, I just wanna share like why why I'm even talking about boundaries and burnout and all of those sort of things. And um, it turns out that, and I found this really interesting, it turns out that the world is more burnt out than ever before, which I don't know about you, but I almost don't find that that surprising, given the world that we live in right now, which is bloody hectic. (laughs) The multiple things that are required of us at work, um, you know, the faster pace of life, like it just keeps getting faster and faster. Um, the distractions, like the different screens that are always surrounding us, the technology, the multiple notifications and the million different apps that are on our phones that are notifying us, Um, the multiple hats that we need to wear at work and then also out of work, you know, the different roles that we need to play, whether that's parent, friend, partner, whatever, the mortgage the economy, the news, the demands. I mean, you get it, right? I don't need to go into lots of detail about like what's causing the burnout. Um, And often we can't control all the things. Well, sorry, no, we can't ever control all the things outside of us, right? Like we can't control all the events that that occur in our life. We can only ever control ourselves. We can only ever control, you know, our mindset, our thoughts, our decisions and the boundaries that we set for our lives are part of that. And that's why I think something like a boundary is your way of taking your power back. It's your way of taking control back in this ever-changing and fast-paced world. (laughs) Um, And I think it's a super skill that people need to get really, really good at if they want to look after themselves and if they want to show up as their best and actually serve their team. And, you know, boundaries really at the heart of it is identifying what do you need? Like, what's important to you? What do you need in order for you to show up at your best? Because it turns out that there's two types of people that are at greater risk of burning out than everyone else. And that is one, women and two, workers under 30. And actually the third group, (laughs) this isn't necessarily in the research, but it's what I've noticed is Enneagram type twos. So if you've done your Enneagram, I've got a free link on my website and I'll also drop it into the show notes of the podcast. Um, which is the Enneagram leadership style or also known as your print, your print um, number. So if you're an Enneagram type two, this means that you are an empath, you're a giver, you're an advisor, you're a server, you're typically a people pleaser, Um, you're a carer, you love looking after others and you tend to (laughs) focus on others more than yourself and meeting other people's needs. And particularly if you're a woman aged under 30, who is an Enneagram type two, that's gonna be particularly tricky for you to set boundaries. Um, But anyone who's in that type two domain, sometimes nines as well, the Enneagram type nine can struggle with this as well. the reason why they find setting boundaries and looking after their own needs so challenging is because that they've spent majority of their life not tuning into their own needs, but instead sacrificing their own needs to look after others. And usually the Enneagram too has grown up with a message whether it was spoken or intuitively sensed, they've grown up with a message that it's actually not okay to have your own needs. There are other variations of this message, such as it's not okay to be a burden, it's not okay to put your own needs first, and that I'm here to um, to look after others basically, which you can see how this would be a challenge for a two on setting boundaries, right? Um, Because a lot of their, you know, their, their habits of thought and their behaviors and their thinking has been focused on not being a burden, not putting your own needs first, and, you know, it not being okay to have your own needs. Actually setting boundaries around that can then be really tricky. So what are some signs that you might need to get better at setting boundaries? (laughs) First of all, if you're an Enneagram 2, highly likely that this will be a skill and a practice for you throughout life. Um, And so that the quicker that you um, start in practicing it, the better. Um, Other signs are if you struggle with saying no. If you have a heavy workload and a lot of responsibility and you work long hours, at all times throughout the week. If you struggle with work-life balance, if you feel you have little control over your work demands, if you're tired, <laughs> your health is um, perhaps failing you. If you're getting sick a lot, or um, you know, finding you've got lots of aches and pains, that's usually like the body telling you that um, it's too much. Or if you're overgiving, so constantly focused on trying to make everyone else happy um so that you can finally do the thing that you want to (laughs) do and essentially setting boundaries is about starting to set rules around you know how much you give of yourself so that you're not just constantly giving of yourself and burning yourself out so I'm going to share an example around what, well, first of all, how to set boundaries and what the five steps are, as well as an example, which could resonate with you because I've worked with a lot of leaders um, and senior leaders, CEOs of, you know, small to medium sized purpose led businesses and particularly in the health or the care or the environment sector, which is usually quite focused on really helping others and serving, um, can you, this sort of profession, the care profession, uh, often does tend to attract leaders who are real givers, they're empaths, they're twos, so they're really good at looking after other people's needs, but not so good at looking after their own needs. Um, so. How do you set boundaries? I've summed it up in five steps according to my research and how I would personally go about it um, and that I have gone about it in the past. And those five steps are one, get clear on your why. So why you actually wanna make a change, why you wanna start setting some boundaries. Two, identify your energy leaks. So where your energy is leaking out. Number three is define what you need. So define what that boundary needs to look like to support you. Number four is communicate that need or communicate that boundary. And number five is hold, hold the boundary. So let's look at an example so that we can go through these steps in more detail. So if you are a senior leader or a CEO of a business, there's a good chance that you will be wearing many hats, that you will have a heavy workload and that you'll be juggling multiple boundaries, uh, sorry, multiple priorities. It's a good chance you'll have a lot of emails coming into your inbox. A lot of people wanting your attention. You'll be wanting to work late hours your, and there's a good chance that your health might even be suffering in all of that, you know, and that you might be starting to even sacrifice time with loved ones to catch up with work. If this sounds like you, then this is going to be a really, really good example for you. So first step, first step is, this is a really, really important step because there's a good chance that you won't even follow the other steps unless you are super clear on your why. So why is it important for you to put boundaries in place? So this could be looking at, you know, what has not having boundaries costed you so far? Like what is the cost of not having boundaries? And maybe for that for you is, you know, your health suffering, your mental health or your physical health, your emotional health. Um, It could be that you're not showing up as the best leader that you possibly could that the team or the culture is suffering. Um, it could look like, you know, time with loved ones and like, you know, time truly enjoying life is suffering or getting neglected. Um, and then it could also look like, you know, what would it mean for you if you were able to set really ba- really good boundaries? Um, you know, it could mean that, you know, when your needs are met, you're, um, you're a better leader. You're a better parent, you're a better CEO, you make better decisions, you show up at a different level. You're more creative, you're more likely to get the business moving in the right direction. And if the business is moving in the right direction, the impact that your business is gonna have is gonna be much greater. You're gonna have a much more positive impact long-term overall if you as a senior leader or a CEO is showing up in the best way possible. Because when you're looking after yourself, your body, your mindset, your brain, they're all performing at optimum, right? Which means that actually from an actual, like neurological perspective, when your brain is taken care of and your body is taken care of, you can actually access that higher level thinking and access creative solutions that comes from being in thriving mode. Whereas when you're in just survival mode, just getting by, your brain actually goes on to kind of like power saver mode and it just circles some of the lower centers of the brain which are more survival primal centers. So you're gonna find it harder for you to even access, create a higher level thinking if you're not looking after yourself. So these are just some examples on, you know, what your why could be it could also be that you want to model what healthy boundary setting looks like for your team so that they can set really strong boundaries and show up at their best it could mean role modeling healthy boundary setting for your kids so that when they grow up they can you know stay healthy and stay at their best and you know honor honor their own needs so just identifying like what What's your why? Why is this important for you now? Why do you want to set good boundaries now? What could that mean for you? And what would it mean if you didn't set them? Step 2 is around identifying your energy leaks. <laughs> so, what do I mean by that? This is about identifying where you're overgiving where you're burning yourself out, where you're over delivering or leaking energy, like where do you find yourself? And sometimes it can even feel like a little bit of an addictive spiral that you just can't stop and you kind of get sucked into this doing, doing, doing mode, like answering emails all nights, all, all times of night. Um so where are you identify or oh, sorry where are you leaking energy This step does require some self-awareness So for some people this will be really easy for them to answer and for others it might take a little bit of self-reflection um or even a coach can be really helpful in this piece or um, a trusted colleague who works quite closely with you to sort of offer you feedback on, you know, where, where you might be over delivering or over giving. So for example, this could look like checking emails late at night um, or first thing in the morning. You know, that like you waking up and literally grabbing your phone and the first thing you check is your emails. So like kind of never being able to switch off. It could look like being on call um, to serve and answer the team's needs at any time and any day of night. So not having any time that you've like, just set aside that's for you because you need to recharge, right? Can't always be on. And if you are always on, that's what's gonna lead to burnout. It could look like an energy leak for you could look like trying to do it all yourself. So perhaps holding that mindset of like, if I don't, if I don't do it, then it won't get done. Or, um, you know, I need to be the one to do this in order for it to be done right. So it could look like you trying to do everything rather than handing over or delegating work that could be done by another team member. It could look like checking your emails and solving everyone else's problems before you get onto your own personal priorities. So first step, get clear on your why. Step two is identify where are those energy leaks? Where are those places that you're leaking energy and over-delivering? And then step three is deciding your needs, deciding what you need, like what a healthy boundary needs to look like in order for you to be at your best. And this is about asking yourself, like what do you truly need or desire in these areas, whether it's work or emails or whatever, to support you and from a place of deep self-worth and belief in yourself. What do I mean by that? Deep self-worth and deep self-belief. This is about anchoring into the knowing that you are deserving and worthy of looking after yourself and your own needs. That your needs matter too and that you're allowed to put healthy boundaries in place. That you matter and that if you can find what feels really good and supportive for you to function at your best, that actually it's a win-win for everyone involved because you win, team wins, family wins, all the things. So uh, what could a healthy boundary look like? It could look like setting a boundary that you don't check your email after 5 p.m. no matter what non-negotiable you don't check your email after 5 p.m. or only checking your email once a day and or setting setting a boundary that people can expect a response from you in 24 hours and that they can call you or letting people know that they can call you if it's urgent if they need a response in less than 24 hours it could look like setting a boundary that you only check your email after you've done your own workout or meditation like that. You've, you only check your email and start on work after you've honored your own self care needs, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's going for a bike ride, maybe it's meditating, maybe it's walking the dog, whatever, but you don't open your work email until you've done that. It could even look like, you know, taking your email or your social apps off your phone altogether during non-work hours or during the weekend and that you only check these apps on your laptop during work hours. I know this was a real game changer for me was taking my work email and my social apps off my phone altogether during weekends and Monday, because I um, am completely with the kids on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It could look like, You setting aside and like time blocking, I'm a big fan of time blocking, one hour per day that you allocate to being fully present to firefight or to take care of the team's concerns. So to kind of be in that, you know, that reactive team serving, team problem solving mode and that you set aside one hour per day to be in that mode. And that you also set aside one hour every morning to establish your own personal priorities where you can get really clear on, you know, what's my 20% this week or what's my 20% today? Like thinking of the Pareto principle, which is like that 80-20 rule, which basically says that not all tasks are created equally, right? Like some tasks and some actions and some effort has a bigger impact than other tasks. So kind of like anchoring into and leaning into like, what is my 20%, what's the 20% of effort this week or today that's going to have the 80% of results. What do I need to prioritize here? That's going to have the greatest impact. So it could be setting aside one hour every day that you work on your own personal priorities. In terms of like deciding what your boundaries are and what your needs are, ultimately like some really healthy boundaries are always going to be those that are linked to your personal values. So if you know what your personal values are, if you can identify what your personal core values are, ultimately like setting some boundaries alongside these is going to be what supports you to really show up at your best because your values are those things that are you know, most dear to you, most important to you. And when you are honoring those things, that's when you're going to show up in your best and feel your best. So step four is about communicating those boundaries. So communicating with the relevant people who these boundaries might impact. Um, And the more people you tell often the more accountable you you will be to your boundaries. And you know, hot tip is when you are communicating those boundaries, you know, share why you're doing it. Don't forget to add in the why piece because this will help people really support you on your boundaries. So this could look like putting your working hours onto your email signature or setting up an out of office like an automatic reminder that pops up to remind people of when you're checking your emails and when you're not, Um, it could be about communicating when you want to check your emails or what your working hours are to your PA or to your admin support. It could look like communicating these to your clients, your customers, your spouse, your partner. It could look like sharing these with the team around what they can expect from you. Um, say for example you could say to them hey guys just want to let you know i'm starting to set some you know some rules for myself to support my own you know se- self-care and health about how i actually manage my workload so that i can show up as a better leader overall i've been noticed that i have been very leaky on my boundaries in the past so i really want to be more firm on these because i know that it will support me to show up in my best i'd encourage you guys to do the same So that's like an example of how you could share it with the team and you know even ask the team to call you out on it if if they notice that you're not sticking to the boundaries that you've communicated like if you're telling the team like i you know i'm holding a boundary then i'm not going to answer emails after 5 p.m and if you find yourself (laughs) answering the emails after 5 p.m get the team to call you out and they might reply back and say hey didn't you say you're not supposed to be replying to emails after 5 pm? <laughs> you know, it's that group accountability piece can be really, really powerful. And role modeling boundaries is so healthy. And it's like the best way to drive change in your team to do the same, and particularly your kids, right? Like, that's a big why for me. So the final step is around holding the boundary. <laughs> and this means look. this looks like when you notice yourself slip out of the boundary, which is bound to happen. You're only human, right? This looks like being compassionate and kind on yourself, but then just adjusting, you know, pulling yourself up on it and then adapting your behavior as quickly as you can. Um, and just just being so kind and compassionate on yourself in all of that, because boundaries take practice. And for me, it's just always been about remembering why I'm setting these boundaries, because you deserve to have your needs met right. And when you do, you are a better human. You're a better leader, a better parent, a better friend, a better partner, Your business thrives, your team thrives, you move forward, you increase your impact, all of the things and people want you at your best. They don't want you in just survival mode. That's no good for anyone. It's no good for anyone. And we know, we notice, right? We know when people are not showing up in their best. When I'm well rested and I've honored my needs for, (laughs) time alone because I am an introvert and I need time without my kids around or clients or friends or whatever. When I've honored my needs for that solo time for meditation, for exercise, for social connection, I am a 10 times better coach, if not more, you know, I, I, I'm more giving, I'm more loving, I'm more creative. I come up with way better content for my podcasts. (laughs) I'm much more present with my clients. I am much more attuned to what they need and then able to help coach them in the best way. I'm much more focused on delivering and taking action aligned to my own personal long-term business vision and strategy because I'm able to access my full brain, right? (laughs) So a few examples of my own personal boundaries include and these are like my bright lines, my non-negotiables, minimum 30 minutes meditation every day. 100% I am obsessed with meditation. I love, 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 love it. It's given me so much. Um, usually this is closer to 60 minutes, but my minimum is 30 minutes. Uh, exercise three times a week. Um, doing a mix of yoga, um, spin classes, beach walks. yeah. Um, vitamins. <laughs> so I've got a really good diet. Um, and I take lots of vitamins. So usually magnesium, like a high DHA, fish oil, vitamin B, also some neuro supplements, um, which if you want to know more details on those, just reach out, happy to share. Um, also coaching for myself because one of my values is growth. Um, and if I feel like I'm not growing, I it's not good for me. <laughs> and um, so coaching for myself and therapy for myself. So some time that is just focused purely on me. Uh, because when you've got kids and clients and all the things, uh, that stuff is really important, right? My other boundaries include not checking email after 5pm or after whenever I've set my work hour for the day, which kind of varies each day, depending on kindy and daycare drop off and pick up. Um, That is one that I can slip on sometimes though. So if I forget to take my work email off my phone, or if I just kind of get into default mode, or if I'm a bit unconscious, I do find I'm checking my emails more often. So that's one that I have to, I'm practicing every day. Another boundary for me is deleting my work email and social apps completely from my phone over the weekend. Uh, another boundary is only working. So three and a half days a week or 15 to 20 hours a week max, and that I don't do any work at all on Mondays or weekends. And I'm really, really, really firm on that. And if I slip on that, I notice that everything suffers everything, my mental health, my work, my ability to deliver, my connection with my kids, my sense of being present um, present with the kids, all the things. I'm really, really firm on that. Um, I also have a boundary around the types of clients that I work with. Um, so I only work with those that are aligned to my ethos or my values. So those who I um, find, so my values are fun, love, love, or heart um, growth and purpose. So I only work with clients that I find um, sort of like live those values to a certain extent as well. Um, And my other boundary when it comes to work is like thinking about that Pareto principle or the 20% um, that has the 80% impact. I always, every single Friday, do my CEO and strategic alignment check-in or what I just call for short my CEO check-in essentially it's six questions that I ask myself every week to make sure that my actions are all leading me towards my vision and that they are the highest impact actions that I could possibly be taking. Um, so that I'm not just fluffing around ticking boxes and doing busy work, that I'm actually focused on the stuff that really matters and that actually drives the needle forward. So yeah, I think I talked about before a big why for me is just wanting to really model healthy boundaries to my kids. I want to look up, I want them to look after themselves. I want them to take care of their needs, not people, please, you know, to their detriment. I want them to stand up for themselves and communicate what they need because they are worth it. Right. And you are worth it. And boundary setting needs to come from a place of deep belief in your own worth as a human being, because you are worthy of health, of happiness, of joy, of success, of love, of fulfillment, of all the things you are worthy of all of it and setting and holding boundaries honors that, honors that belief and that knowing. And it also happens to just be a absolute massive gift. So you setting boundaries and honoring them is a massive gift to yourself, as well as anyone who touches you, your team, your family, your colleagues, your customers. When you honor your own needs and your own boundaries, you are a better human and you're a better leader. So they get to experience all the benefits of that. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please share it with someone. If you feel like there's someone in your life that would really benefit from hearing this Um, because it's not something that we're naturally good at. We're not taught how to set boundaries. And particularly if you had a parent or a caregiver in your life, when you were growing up as a kid, who wasn't so strong on modeling boundaries, then it's a good chance that you didn't learn that skill. And it's not something that's taught in school, but it's so important to everything, particularly the way that the world is going. It's only getting busier and more hectic, right? So the only thing that we can control is how we show up and how we prioritize and the, the bright lines or the boundaries that we set for ourselves. So. Take some time to get clear on, you know, just choose one, start with one tiny boundary, decide that you're gonna stick to it, communicate it and hold it. Start small and build up from there. That would be my biggest hot tip. Enjoy, so lovely to chat to you, speak to you soon. Lots of love. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed, I would just love it if you took one little minute to leave a quick review or even to share this potty with a friend who you think might benefit from its message. It's honestly hearing your feedback that keeps me going and helps me spread the word to get in the ears of other people just like you we are going through similar challenges and keen for a little bit of inspiration. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you in the next podcast.